Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Big Planet Comics Podcast. This is episode 134. Uh, I am... Who am I? I'm Nick. <laughs> I'm Jared. I'm Kelly. Yep. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Facebook. At Big Planet Comics, right? Yep. And Facebook slash Big Planet Comics. And, uh, We're on yeah, Tumblr. BigPlanetComics.com. Yeah, Tumblr. We're on the Instagram, all over the place. We are on Instagram. Look for Big Planet Comics. Send us some questions. Uh, you know, whatever random musings. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, what have you guys been up to lately? Uh, have you guys seen that show Vikings? Uh, I st- I was about to start watching it, but I haven't watched it. I heard it's great. I watched like all two seasons in like a week. It's really it's, good. It's very good. Yeah. It's kind of trashy, awesome, as full of historical stuff and Viking combat. And lots of backstabbing and intrigue and craziness. Sweet. It's awesome. It's on the History Channel, right? It is. That's amazing. That's my favorite <laughs> so part weird. about it. Yeah. I think if Game of Thrones was on the History Channel. I wish. <laughs> Man, get some low budget on that Game of Thrones. <laughs> what have you guys been doing? What have you been up to, Kelly? Uh, the choir that I sing with performed Mozart's Requiem on and? Sunday. And? It happened. Um, Who had died? I'm sorry? Who had died? Oh, oh who's, who's the Requiem for? It, yeah. Well, I guess for Mozart. Oh, man. When did Mozart <laughs> he, die? Well, well, he died before he finished it. So What a bummer. But yeah, we spent like the last three weeks in, in intense rehearsal. <laughs> so I sort of feel like I was literally like hearing the music in my sleep. It was uh, ridiculous. But there's a, a cool yeah. comic book angle to it. Because oh? if you've seen the second X-Men movie, X2, okay, the very uh-huh. first scene where Nightcrawler bamps into the White House and kidnaps the president, yep, that's the it. second movement in Mozart's Requiem is playing. The DS Irae. So, yeah. So is that like Nightcrawler's attack song? Or is that like the president's chill out and I'm about to be attacked? Oh, it's the attack song. It's do, 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 Yeah. There you go. The do's are to bamps. I mean, kind of, yeah. Ties it up. So yeah, um, that was that was fun. Well, that's cool. Uh, Nick, what have I been up to? I don't know. Uh, I, nothing tell us. very interesting. I saw a lot of movies. That's I cool. Saw, uh, we walk in the shadows. That was called. Oh no, we, it's something. What we do when what we do in the shadows. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, isn't it great? It was. So we good. all saw it. Oh, good. We can oh, talk about it. Oh, it's so good. Hilarious. Yeah. It is is really really funny. Yes. Um. You should definitely. I think it's still playing in DC. Oh, yeah, random places. I saw Daddy it in, Street. in Sherlington. In Virginia. Oh, good. Oh, okay, yeah, Sherlington's yeah. got a good theater. Um, so this yeah, was. I don't know if it's good, but it's it shows movies. Yeah. Oh. That's, that, that's what I mean. <laughs> it why it's a, a good theater because it <laughs> it's, it's a theater that shows good films. How's mm-hmm. that? Right. So yeah, what we do in the shadows is this like vampire movie made by um, one half of Flight of the Concords, the right. New Zealand Jermaine. group. Yeah, Jermaine Clement and uh, well, the guy who directed it um, directed some of the episodes oh, as well. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and it's got their uh, Reese Davies is in it as yeah, well. Their yeah, manager or whatever. Their manager. So yeah, there's a big connection and it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I watched it. Follows. That was good. What's that? Oh, that's it's a, a horror, horror one. Yeah, no, it's very, no. very good. I'm out. I'm out. No, cool music. Thank you. Nope. No uh, thanks. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> uh, I saw around the night, which was okay. <laughs> good enough. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, but other than that, nothing too crazy. I wish I had something more interesting to say. But Just no, make it up. That's it. We, we believe you. <laughs> Just say like uh, you I joined the circus troupe. Again? Um, yeah. We told you this was a bad idea last time. I'm doing the uh, high wire act, which is kind of crazy because I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the hook, right? That's the hook. <laughs> Look at this poor guy, Nick. He's terrified. He's terrified. Yeah, he uh, might die at any moment. Not from falling. <laughs> <laughs> he might have a heart attack. I would go to that circus. Uh, the malicious circus. Yeah. Well, let's see what else people have been up to. What else people do? Let's get some questions, right? 
Okay. Uh, all right. Hit that question music, Jared. All righty. All right. First up, we got a question from Pat. Pat says, hey, most comprehensive podcast in the multiverse. Oh, that's a... In the multiverse. Multiverse. We're moving on up. We're moving yeah. up, yeah. Um, do you have any suggestions for stories told in a human world, but not from the human point of view? I really enjoyed Red Rover Charlie last year and can't find much else like it. Well, yeah, there's a couple of ones that, I mean, obviously We Three yep, is like the first thing that pops into my head. a direct correlation. Um, and that one's kind of a similar story. They're both kind of homeward bound like. <laughs> yeah. Um, that one's about a dog, a cat, and a rabbit who were experimented on in this lab to kind of test out these uh, sort of mech suits. Yeah, like exoskeletons for soldiers or whatever and they they escape with the suits and they um yeah they're on the run trying to get somewhere and they're being chased by a bulldog and an exoskeleton yeah much it's like if crazy. you uh read rubber red charlie if you love love animals and don't like bad things happening to them you should probably not read this yeah i'm not allowed to read that comic. no but it's, but it's great <laughs> but it's it's awful what else you guys got? Uh, well, there's the the fantastic, infamous um, Hawkeye issue, I guess, number, was it 11 or 12? Right. Yeah, that's told entirely from the point of view of Pizza Dog, um, which is great because, you know, it, there's no human speech in it, or there's very little human speech in it at yeah. all. It's just, like, the words that he would know. Yeah, right, like, yeah, go, come. Yeah, yeah and so it uses, like, dim- different symbols for, like, what he's smelling and what he's saying, and I, I, lo- I mean, I love it. It was a great issue. It was pretty genius. Yeah. Hmm, what, what else do you guys got? Um, man, that's a tough question. Yeah, there aren't a whole lot, honestly. <laughs> there's there's a lot of DC Super Pets kids comics, which are pets. kind of amazing. That's totally in the real world. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the human world, right? Or the There are humans in it. He <laughs> you, you did say uh, human world. It's in yeah, the human world. That's right. true. Yeah. Um, yep. This is our most researched answer to this wow, question. There's not really that many. That's a uh, yeah. It's most more much more common to see like anthropomorphic animals, like that's yeah. the black sad and tooth and claw. And, right. That's true. Usagi um, Ojimbo. There's a ton of stuff. Yeah, and well, there is in in tooth and claw. There is a human in it. So that's yeah, I sort guess of, they're in the human world in the future, right? Yeah, or something. So yeah, you should Maybe. read Tooth and Claw. It's great. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Maybe Leica. That's like that's not entirely, I guess, from Leica's point of view, but no, definitely follows a dog again, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> full of fun and, oh, and excitement. What was that one book about the the oh, good boy? Is that it about the dogs? Oh yeah, the, oh like, yeah, the yeah, wild yeah. dogs. Yeah, that's a great graphic that's novel. Great I think it's called was good it boy. the I one with good the boy. three stories? Remember the one that had the war? Oh, that's dog? War, war dogs or no? Uh, no, it's uh, dogs of war. Dogs of war. That one's pretty cool. That one's very good. Yeah, that's uh, all that's, the different... That's like true stories, or inspired true stories about how animals and dogs have been used in wars in different through wars, the years. Yeah. yeah. But that's not really from their point of view, but it's got some cool animal stuff in it. <laughs> I guess parts of it is from their point of view. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I guess that's yeah. all we got for that question. Yep. Um, okay. We have another question. Glad to help. Yeah, Glad this, to help. <laughs> this question comes from a total stranger who we have never met. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Convergence marks the end of DC's New 52. It doesn't even have the New 52 logo on the cover. This is true. I did not notice that. Uh, my question is, do you think that New 52 was a success overall? Also, what would you call the new DC universe? Huh. Sounds like something Kevin would say. Yeah, it does. <laughs> if only he was here to answer it. He's perfectly suited for this. Um, was it a success? All right, so 
the main reason that New 52 started was DC was failing utterly. They had the worst sales they probably maybe ever have had. I don't know. That's true. But definitely really, really, really bad sales in the beginning of 2011 when they announced the New 52 thing. And everyone got hyped. And their sales were bananas. Like, the number ones on all these things all sold out. They sold hundreds of thousands on some of them. It continued for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but then it started to slow down. They definitely had some critical success. They got a lot of attention. Oh, man. But... Did it succeed as a whole? I mean, they didn't go out of business. <laughs> uh, they got some new readers. I'd um, say it succeeded financially, but then maybe yeah. not um, creatively. Creatively, yeah, yeah. I mean, one one <clears throat> thing is you see, and this is something that that Marvel has done a whole lot recently is when you when you start something over at number one, you're going to bring in new readers, absolutely, mm. because it nope. Nope. I, I well, it name, makes it a little easier. Well, you're going to bring a few DC books that fail. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, but you're definitely no, going to bring yeah. some. But I'm saying news, there's a difference yeah. between starting a book over at number one and right. like completely restarting your entire universe. That's true. And, like, Marvel's, <laughs> and Marvel's done the uh, thing now where they do kind of like seasons of books or like yeah. volumes. So they'll do a number one and then it'll last like, you know, 12 or 20 issues, however long the story takes. And then a new writer will come and they'll have a new number one, which is, you know, it's very good for new readers to come in and have uh, something they can get into that's, that's only true. a few issues in. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, my, I guess I think the the like the low numbering and the restarting. I think that was definitely a success. Yeah. And it, I mean, I they think certainly it was a great idea. I just yeah, wasn't but as done as well as a it lot of been, people but, yeah. were upset by a lot of the retconning. And and that's true. That's <laughs> understandable. <laughs> yeah. It looks like now with this kind of after convergence stuff that they're trying to kind of fix some of that. Um, they are trying to focus less on continuity and more on kind of individual stories, um, which is what they should have been doing from the beginning. But, you know, uh, and they're kind of going in more different directions with all the characters um, than the same old stuff. Because, you know, like for when the New 52 started, not much was different f for most of the characters. Like Wonder Woman had a really good, uh, awesome, like new, fresh take right. on it. And yeah. um, not very many others, you know, they were all kind yeah. of the same kind of thing and this looks like they're they're trying to kind of fix that a little bit oh yeah um, they're definitely like deliberately going in a different right. direction with this and uh, that wasn't the question what, <coughs> was it, was what it? is what, it going to be called what yeah call what's the new one um the new all new uh <laughs> dc now well it's yeah well it's 48 it'll be 48 titles total uh, all when new, all the new stuff starts another 48 the new 24 and the old Nick Nolte. 24 the lower 48 yeah lower there you go <laughs> lower 48 well that's what they call the states when you when oh, you're I know. alaska i know it, um, it has a certain uh uh Failure quality well, to I guess, lower. I guess none Is that of them, like the highest, best? I guess none of them take place in Alaska, right? So uh, we don't know. Justice yeah. League Canada, they're moving up. Oh, Justice League yeah, Alaska. Justice League United. Um, Alaska flight. It could yeah. be amazing. I don't know. What else what else would they call it? Oh boy. I don't know if they've got anything good. DC New Universe. The That's new and the old forty eight. There you go. They should just call it DC Comics. No, that makes no sense. <laughs> Detective Comics Comics. I know that's my favorite thing <laughs> about it. Now that's what just the, the way they should call it. Detective Comics Comics. Yeah, they should. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And all they do are detective comics with no superheroes. They just sure. investigative. They should just call it Detective Comics. Drop the drop the comics, the extra comics out of it. <laughs> True. Too many comics. Um, so our answer is we don't really have a good answer today. Yeah, that doesn't bode if well. If you have if you have better ideas than us, which I imagine is <laughs> not I hard. Mean, my uh, answer is just to leave it as DC Comics. That's, I know, but like good enough, you know. But the new Fifty Two is the ah. Uh, they shouldn't give it a new slogan. I don't know. The old Fifty Two. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs>
<laughs> more the pre fifty two. More newer fifty twoer ish. <laughs> newer fifty twoer. All right, I pretty think, good. I think That's we good. have we adequately it. failed. <laughs> <laughs> we, these are the best questions we've ever answered. <laughs> so yes, thank That's you, Pat and um, stranger. Stranger. stranger, internet stranger, somebody we know, maybe I don't know. Uh, let's move on to reviews though. We, we don't want to do some exciting news. Yeah, first. we've got oh, a we really news. great piece well, of news. Well, I skipped news altogether. <laughs> I thought you were circling around because it was so from, exciting. I went from, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's do the news. All right. <laughs> it's just a stuff. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, we really news. We really only have one news item that we want to talk about. The most um, important news. There's some other like little ones here and there, but there's one very important piece of news we should talk about. Um, Dark Horse Comics during uh, this last weekend's Emerald City Comic Con announced a new series. Yes, they're yes, putting out. Yes, called Zodiac Star Force. What? what? You uh, might remember Zodiac Star Force was a web comic. It was a web comic by, by our dear departed Kevin Panetta. Re- may he rest in peace. He wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote this right before he died. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's the new comic by him and Paulina Ganeshow, who's done a lot of our um, art for our podcast. Almost all of it. Uh, she designed yep. the Big Planet Comics logo. She's, she's got skills, yo. She's awesome. She's a, a very talented artist, and I'm pretty excited about this. I think we all are. Um, we'll have them signing stuff at various stores and all the Big Planet stores. All sorts of things <laughs> yeah, going so on. We should tell you it's a comic. It's kind of oh, a, yeah. ma- a magical girl comic um, in the, the vein of Sailor Moon mm-hmm. meets Buffy, I think. Kevin likes to yeah, say. Yeah, it's a little bit of all that. Yeah, um, it's like about a good teen drama stuff. Yeah, group of girls um, who are high school age, and they each have the the power of or the identity of like a zodiac. Yeah, sign. they're both. Yeah, they both all of their code names uh, correlate to zodiac side, and they kind of all have zodiac inspired powers, and they're kind of a uh, eternal group that not, they're not eternal, but they've been around like like Buffy. They've been there's new. Group of zodiac, yeah, zodiacs every generation. Although uh, um, Kevin said in one of these that they've broken up already. Yeah, yes. the issue, which is this a starts, bummer. This starts a few years after they've broken up, and they're It'd be amazing. About to get it's like Zodiac Star Force <laughs> failed, <laughs> and they're no about more to get, comics. They're about to get back together, and oh, this is wow. kind of their story of coming together. So it's a lot of like high school drama stuff mixed with uh, crazy magical girl action. With uh, lots of huge monsters, amazing costumes and stylings oh, and weapons yeah. and monsters and yeah, yeah and the a lot of good designs going on. Paulina's art and colors combined. Are oh yeah, she's coloring this too, and incredible. she's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a great new. Um, I mean, we like the people involved in this, but <laughs> yeah, it's Kevin also just a really good. We're biased comic. by how yeah. awesome this is. So yeah. if you are interested, if you're on the lookout for like a really good female-driven comic, the main romance in it is between two of the girls, which is great. Um, so it's this fu- is just it's unfortunate that this was announced after Kevin is yep. no longer here because he would love to talk about this probably for a very long time. <laughs> He's been working on it for a very like very long time, or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. trying to get it. You know, find a home for it, and uh, looks like Dark Horse is ready to do something different. Yeah, so Dark Horse is doing fun. Right yeah. by them, so they're excited. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's that is the only news. Yep, and so it's coming out July. Is only that news the first August. 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 So it'll oh, be in next month's long. previews. So far. Oh, it'll be in next month's previews. It'll be oh, next that's month's exciting. previews. Yep. I know, which feels insanely ordering. close. Yeah. Yeah, but stay tuned. We'll definitely have signings at all the big planet stores, and uh, hopefully, uh, Kevin and Paulina will go on some sort of tour. If you do not live near DC, and you can see maybe them. they'll come on the podcast. That would be amazing. <laughs> maybe we could interview some of those guys. Yeah, I think Kevin can do it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, yeah, that's kind of the re- part of the reason he's not here. I guess he's working on that stuff. Yeah, yep. he's he's writing. He's busy. He's full writing time now. Writing. So. so yeah. Um. All right. Now. Yes. Now yes. we can do some reviews. Yeah. Okay. Right. We love comics. They're swell, except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. Hey, that sounded like Kevin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's so back. Yeah, I miss him. All right. Uh, <laughs> first up, what do we got? Chrononauts number one by Mark Millar and Sean Murphy. So uh, this is, yet again, a new image book. Uh, this one. Is it Mark Miller? I always say Mark it's Miller. Miller for some reason. Because it's got an A in it. Yeah. He confuses us. He's That's Scottish. Um, yeah, so this is a new image book. Uh, it's basically two guys who are perhaps the most bro-y main characters I've yeah, seen in a long bro-y. time. So bro-y. One of them is the worst broy and the other is just like typical broy so mediocre bro yeah pretty much <laughs> they have different bro levels yeah oh, the, the one who's super bro is the worst you just yeah you know, he's awful but, but he's yeah. also great yeah he's great <laughs> he's time. so over the top but he's he's a horrible person uh but yeah so basically they have in, uh one of them is a good kind of pitch front guy and the other guy is a kind of genius guy and they have worked together to create a time machine and they have the cool thing is that they're like we're gonna make this so it's a personal time machine that you can basically wear like a suit, like a space suit or whatever. And uh, so they found all these weird evidences. Evidence? Evidence? Evidence-y? Evidence. No, evidence. Evidence. It's just uh, evidence. From like all these ancient sites where they would like, you know, excavate something like an ancient pyramid inside, find an F-16. Yeah. So they're like, oh, somehow we did this, some, but yeah. we don't know how yet. So clearly they're, they're just assuming that they have done it rather than something horrible has happened in the time stream. Well, the cool whatever. thing they do first is they make... Um, their first step is they make a satellite that can look into the past. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I, I like that idea a lot. And I was like, oh, that'd be so awesome. Imagine if you just like, you can have a satellite feed and just watch like Rome and like, you know. Yeah. So the first thing is they go back <laughs> to like Antietam or one of the big American yeah. Civil War battles. It would answer a lot of questions. Yeah. I, well, I feel like you could just stop there though. Yeah. Like if we, if we were, if somebody was able to make that, it'd be like, okay, good. Done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Well, yeah, History I mean, is well, no, there, in front of us. There's, there's a great sci-fi story, that a short one that someone wrote where they build a, a like that, a satellite to go back in time, and they send it back to say what, why was Stonehenge built, like who built it first. And so they go back, and there's nothing there. And they're like, all right, we're too far back. And they go forward a little bit, and you see like the first stones set up, and they're like, oh, this isn't it. So what, what's the main thing? And so they keep going and going and trying to find it, and they're like, well, it's behind us. And so they slowly turn their camera around and realize there's nothing on the other side, and they realize that their time machine has appeared throughout history and so every time someone saw it they're like this is a special site and so uh, all of stonehenge was built because the time machine right. appeared so that's another great well, short so, I, twist mean, ending. That's not- I, I feel like if i had that ability i would look at like i would see like i would watch like robert durst in the 70s <laughs> <I'd be> like <laughs> oh, oh he did commit those murders like why didn't they use this machine to like solve yeah. any kind of mysteries oh they I would like that's a good point should, yeah right? oh no, man there's could. so much yeah, gosh. You could be like, uh, who created these crop circles? Oh, that guy? <laughs> like, whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, or like, let's watch the pyramids getting built. Like, there's so much crazy I stuff. I have a new idea for like, the comic. <laughs> like, aliens! <laughs> That'd be amazing. But no, um, uh, but anyway, in uh, Chrononauts, they do not do that. Uh, but of course, uh, they do it like on live streaming TV because they're like trying to be rock star time yeah, travelers. Yeah, they've got like a NASA type organization. 
yeah it's, it's to, like a huge to facilitate you know, this yeah like launch pad and big tech rooms and all this stuff uh but of course something goes wrong even though they insisted nothing could possibly go wrong and one guy gets stuck in the past and the guy leaps in after him despite the danger and basically yeah, they're bros Yep, ends up in the middle of the Mongol invasions. Um, yeah, that's what it looks like, right? Yeah. Yep, and that's there's it. dudes with nets and uh, lots of bows and horses. Yeah. yeah. So this was the second image book in two weeks. The first one was Descender, where the movie rights for this were bought before oh the gosh. first issue had even come out. <laughs> that's crazy. So that's this is the world we're living in now, y'all. It's true. Um, pitch those stories. <laughs> Do maybe a comic and you're good. I'm gonna pitch famous. the t- I'm gonna pitch the TV show where people solve solve crimes through time travel. That's Do such it. a good idea. Uh, do it i good. told you you gotta get right man so times to time travel <laughs> but yeah this is a five-part miniseries the art is amazing because it's sean murphy um who yeah was previously oh, on man. the wake so if you have been missing the wake gorgeousness you should pick this up for sure yeah it's got like all the technology and like action scenes and stuff are fantastic you really draw some jets yeah and he's got some some funny bits with the bros brown out it, it was pretty good yeah and the the splash pages with like there's a civil war one and then the one you mentioned with the Mongols is pretty pretty epic and yeah. very awesome. He's got he does very cool speed lines too. Yeah, he does. Um, he's uh, he reminds me like him and uh, Mateus Galera do that very well. Yeah, the speed line thing. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Chronos um, number one. Next up, we got Giant Days number one by John Allison and Lisa Treman. 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 I don't know the answer to that. So we go with Treman. Sure. So Giant Days. Um, this. It's kind of a weird thing. It's um, John Allison did a long running webcomic called Scary Go Round, which then spun off into another webcomic called Bad Machinery. Oh, um, which, right. yeah, we get the books for. So the main character of this was a character on Scary Go Round. You don't need to have read any of okay. this. But um, yeah, this is something that I, I mean, I read back into college. So I have a lot of affection for this <laughs> series. And while he was doing this, he sort of. St- started telling this little side story about this girl going off to college and meeting these two other girls. And um, it was a really great self-contained story. And so I guess it got pitched a boom and he's writing, but not illustrating this. And so it's about this main character, Esther and her two roommates or they live near each other in college and they have absolutely nothing in common. One of them is a very much like a sheltered, um, a sheltered sort of person. And the other one is, um, kind of not interested in making friends at all. And Esther is this total goth girl and drama follows her everywhere. Yeah, and, and she's like super social. Yes, very social. So it's sort of about their adventures. And the the strength in this, for me anyways, lies in just like the interactions and the, yeah. the way they are with each other. It's a great, it's just a great book. Yeah, it's like if you want something kind of just, you know, you, you're tired of like sci-fi stuff, fantasy stuff and all this Stuff. This is good, just character stuff and just good, um, but just even like real life kind of stuff, right? But even with that, like the the drama levels that is brought into this is like it's not just like dramatic stuff. It's like over the top, like soap opery stuff. So like right. they're it's definitely like propelling the story forward because crazy things happen to them. But it's not like aliens are attacking. It's just like right crazy right. ex relationships or like having yeah. weird misunderstandings and yeah. So yeah, a new character is introduced. This guy who. Uh, Susan, one of the girls, the the one who's kind of antisocial, has clearly has a history with, and she won't say why. And um, you, that's sort of what is moving the story forward oh, at yeah. this point is the mystery of of this dude. 
Um, but yeah, the art in this is fantastic. Um, Lisa Treatment, she actually works for Disney. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, this is her first comic, I believe. It feels like, yeah, it looks like uh, an animator drew it. Cause yeah. There's a lot of, uh, you know, awesome facial expressions and the movements are very fluid. Yeah, there's this great scene where it's, you know, somebody leans over to pick something up in a dining hall and a person trips over them and, you know, the, the tray flies through the air and it's just you know, hits one person who hits another person and tables uh, falling down all in a all in a row. It's great. The action is Yeah, the really visual good. storytelling is very good. So yeah, this is uh, I think yeah, a six part miniseries and it's it's good if you like if you like the sort of lumberjanes type. It's boombox, so it's a it's aimed at the like I guess like young teenage, adult, the teen. Yeah. Um, but you can read this if you're a grown up, I won't judge you. No, it's great. We <laughs> all love it. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have Invisible Republic number one. Um, this is by Gabriel Hardman and Korea, Karina Bechko. I'm butchering her name. Karina Bechko. Uh, they both work together on various things. Um, they kind of are now a team. They uh, they seem to always work together. Um, are they married? That is a good thing. That might be a thing. I, I think th- in the back <laughs> they talk <laughs> about it. They might be married. I think that's that's right. I think they even say is like, does anybody know we're married? And I if it's not say, them, I, some other team. I was, no, was going to say that too, but I was like not positive. But I think that's true. Um, but anyway, so uh, Invisible Republic. Um, I think say first off, uh, if you like Lazarus, I think you might like this a lot. It's got kind of the similar tone and the art style, um, and the coloring is all very similar. But it's a very different story. Um, it starts off with a reporter kind of uh, investigating the fall of this um, kind of space uh, empire. Space empire, yeah, that, that was running all the different planetary systems. Um, and he he stumbles upon these documents that this uh, homeless person is burning for Kindle. Um, and they tell the story of kind of the founding of the um, the empire. It's a, it, and then the rest of the story is, you know, that that story that he's reading. And so it's um, this young girl and this man are kind of stranded on this planet. Um, they're fending for themselves and they're, you know, catching local sea life. And uh, they're, um, well, they're not doing super well. No, they're not doing well. <laughs> and then a bunch of soldiers show up and uh, bad things go down. And then there's a very crazy twist to the end of this um, that makes me very excited to read more. Um, I don't really want to give it away. Yeah. I know that's kind of the thing. It's really cool, but yeah, j- um, just trust us that you know it. It kind of has a slow start, but the setup at the end is pretty awesome. But it's beautifully illustrated. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Hardman's been one of my favorites for a long time. I used to love uh, when he was doing Agents of Atlas forever. Um, he even did a Planet of the Apes series that was really good. Uh, yeah. So if you like that, you will like this. Um, and that's it for Visible Public. Next up, we have Gem and the Holograms, number one, by Kelly Thompson and Sophie Campbell. Yeah, so this is um, not related to the Gem and the Holograms movie that's coming out. No, it's too <laughs> it's bad. It's just another different, <laughs> a different Gem and the Holograms. But yeah, so this um, Gem and the Holograms was this you know TV show. It was it eighties. Yeah, eighties yeah, cartoon. It was yeah. Truly outrageous eighties. Yeah, I have very very vague memories of oh my sister used to watch it. all the time so i definitely saw yeah. a lot of it um so yeah it's about this uh group of girls who are in a band and the lead singer whose name is jerica which is just an incredible name that i don't think that is pretty awesome. has ever occurred in <laughs> nature um and she like 
she's great in rehearsals, but anytime they have any kind of an audience at all, she totally freezes yeah, up. Yeah, she's got crazy levels of stage fright. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, the beginning of this issue, they literally are just performing in front of a camera crew just to get like promo pictures, and she can't sing even in front of this like group of four people. Yeah. Um. So. She, and it's, I guess, her sister Kimber is in the band as well. And so it's, you know, she tries, gives her this pep talk and tries to get her back in there. And in the end, she, she can't do it. She goes home where she manages to activate this. <laughs> like, then it gets much more, <laughs> yeah. much more sci fi. She manages yeah. to activate this, like, AI um, that her was, dad created. That her right? dad created, yeah. yeah. And which is, it's crazy. Like, the design for this thing is insane. I love it. Um, and it's, I mean, it's very 80s. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that I love about this is that it's definitely like, you know, it takes place now, but there's a lot of love for the the sort of 80s crazy um, fashion stuff. Yeah. And all the, the colors and stuff are, are very kind of, um, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Pink. Yeah. <laughs> Fluorescent. Yeah. yeah. So, Neon. yeah. Very 80s. Yeah. So she discovers that her dad built this device that basically allows her to look like someone else and um it's and i mean that's the solution that's the solution to her problem yeah and so rather than you know and her friends are playing around with it and like looking like each other and rather than doing like that she decides to create an entire new identity well it's like a completely indistinguishable like holograms yeah and that's yeah it's kind of like she'll be in an awesome costume disguise yeah and And they're about to go into kind of uh Battle of the Bands, right? With I hope the, so. Because that's yeah. amazing. With the Misfits. Yeah. Um, and the Misfits are awesome. They're like a, a more punk version of the of Gem and the Holograms. Yeah. So this um, is, it's a, it's a. Apparently in this universe, only women are in bands. Yeah. I think there's no men in the Misfits either. From that's what awesome. I, from what I remember. Yeah. Which is cool. Be, I mean, right? that's fine. That's what Gem and Holograms is about. Yeah. yeah. Girls being uh, awesome. I think eventually in the cartoon, there were, um, there was uh, some, some male bands. And I think the, one of them was a love interest. I don't remember it very well. <laughs> <laughs> My it, sister used to watch it. Well, a lot. wasn't it like he he it was like a whole I don't know superhero situation where he was in love with Jem and Jerrica and was like torn between them. Oh, yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that will happen. So yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm sure it gets crazier as it goes along. So I'm sure this will as well. So yeah, this was really good. It's it's a little bit of a slow start, but this is an ongoing comic, so oh good, it feels Wait, like they've reason, got they've got room to stretch their legs. Honestly, for some reason we said Sophie Campbell. Is that? Yep. Isn't it Ross Campbell? No longer. Uh, Ross Campbell has come out as Sophie Campbell. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, when did that happen? Does uh, that like, say in the, in the w- comic? No, it's no, like it a, a week Ross or two ago. It says Ross oh. in there. Yeah. Well, oh, I was right. Who's Sophie you, Campbell? Sophie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah she's, oh, she had this big Twitter thing about it. She's like, yeah, this is why I haven't been going to a lot of conventions. Oh, wow. I don't like flying because, you know, trans people get treated really badly. That's crazy. Yeah, because I, yeah, I thought it was like a typo or something. I nope. was like, is it Ross Campbell? Yeah. Because yeah. right. it says Ross in the book. But yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, but that's yeah, uh, so I think in a few issues of this, uh, her name will finally be changed to Sophie. But Cool. That's, yeah. yeah, that's crazy behind the scenes stuff. I know, right? <laughs> and cool. the writer of this, Kelly Thompson, this is her first comic. But she oh, will really? Be, yeah, she wow. will be co-writing um, the Carol Core. Secret Wars oh, wow. thing with Kelly wow. Sue DeConnick. That's a good start. So too. I'm all about all these Kellys and comics guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've loved the the art, you know, for a long time. Um, there was what was before? Uh, uh, Glory was the last thing. Oh yeah, and that was one of my favorites. And uh, I mean, so many of the things she's done, like um, Wet Moon. Wet great. Moon, yeah, that's the really good long series she did. Yeah, it's great art, great story, and it's very fun. Um, I even, I wouldn't even say it's a slow start. Like I thought the it's it, just sort of deliberate. Like, yeah, yeah, the, the interaction with them was so good. Yeah. 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 
I like I was I was fascinated at the first. It wasn't even like I was like, oh, this is taking a while to get there. I'm like, oh, this is cool character stuff. Oh no, she can't sing. Like I was yeah, totally into this it. This all sounds interesting. You'll yeah, like it. it was um, great. All right, that's Jim. Uh, next up, we have No Mercy, number one by Alex DeCampi and uh, local artist Carlos B. McNeil. Yep. Speaking of local artist, uh, was Alex DeCampi local? No, she's no, not. she's up in the Northeast, I think. Right. And Carlos um, B. McNeil was like in the Maryland Pistons or something. Right? Yep, just out. <laughs> uh, but Somewhere yeah, so. There. Uh, speaking of them, since Carla is local, we've invited her and Alex to come do a signing at Big Planet Comics, which will probably be happening in the fall. Uh, hopefully once when the uh, collection of this is out. Because this awesome. one is great. Is this uh, miniseries or is it a... I don't know. At least the first collection. I think this will probably go on for a while because there's a lot of stuff set up in yeah, this first yeah. issue. I mean, it's obviously going to end. It's not like a, yeah. like a infinite story. Yeah. yeah, but we got some uh, previews of the first three or four pages from this. And it's basically, you know, not quite ugly, but... Full, like uh, innocent Americans abroad. It's a, a bunch of soon-to-be college students who are going off in kind of a pre-Princeton. Uh, like they've all gotten into Princeton. They're all going on a trip down to South America together. So they're all you know eighteen-ish and they're going to like um, help people, right? They're yeah, going to... it's like a volunteer trip down yeah. to Matagüey. Uh, so I don't know which country it is, but down in South America, um, and. Literally, some of these people have never left their state, let alone left America. So there's a lot of like, hey, what do we do? You know, I don't have good cell service. You know, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. Um, but a lot of really cool characters, a lot of interaction already set up between people who will come from different viewpoints and different backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, I think but, that's the best part about it is like all yeah. the 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 characters all very distinct um, and they're all very interesting in their own way. Um, but yeah, the Jared of the Thick was about to say there's yeah. So uh, the you literally two, get one page, a crazy twist, and then it has the timeline photo from all these kids together in their first group photo, and like and Facebookers, some with, kind of yeah. Group. It's like almost two thousand shares and like sixty thousand people like it, and all the comments are like, "Oh, it's such a tragedy. They were so young. I can't believe this happened." And you're like, "What?" <laughs> and yeah. then it goes on through the rest of their trip uh, as they're going off in a very rickety bus off into the wilderness uh, to the very small town where they're going to be doing their charity work. And something really terrible happens, and it quickly becomes that this will be a how-do-kids who are ill-prepared for this environment, and many of whom we don't speak the language. Well, it seems like... In what, a place where they don't, you know, often Americans aren't very liked. Yeah, it's hinted at they're kind of in, like, where they're visiting is kind of like a cartel-run yep. area. Yeah. And so they're in kind of a bad very bad place and yeah they're stranded there so yeah we should see what happens Um, it's amazing it's so intense like when bad stuff starts happening yeah it gets it gets very crazy and um i I already like all the characters so i think that's the i mean obviously for anything it's the best way to start a story yeah Um, they establish the characters very well and get good voice for all of them and then put them in this crazy situation and i'm uh curious to see where we're It'll end up. Do you guys ever really pay attention to the cover? I totally didn't get what's yeah. happening yeah. on the cover. Yeah, what happens in the book is happening on the yeah. cover. Yep. I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, I definitely went to Mexico with a group when I was 16 years old oh, to yep. do service stuff. So I was yep. reading this book and I was like... cartel members? No, not that I know of. But I was yeah. definitely reading this like, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, there's a point where... It's very the, real. Like, the, very scary. Yeah, the nun who's with them, who's like their contact there, says, you know, do you have $50? You're going to have to pay off a toll. And that's right. a thing that we did. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. And there's a part yeah. where uh, 
she realizes that things are about to get bad and she actually takes off her habit. So well, like, no, well, because they need they need all the cloth they can to like bind wounds. Oh, so she yeah, just yeah. like straight up takes off her habit and is like, this is going to be more use to this person. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's what it was. But I also yeah. felt like it was like, she's like, uh, I don't need, want people to know I am here. Maybe. We <laughs> yeah, don't know. We'll see. It's yeah. not good. There's a lot Let's of things going way. on. Yeah. yeah. But awesome. Super intense. Yeah. Really looking forward to the rest. Very good. No mercy, number one. Uh, another image, number one. There's one every day. <laughs> um, it's true. And that's that's what now two comics in a row that were written and illustrated by women, which is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, there's yep. a lot of there's women are everywhere now. It's everywhere. <laughs> All over the damn world. They just world, suddenly Nick. appeared. I don't know where they came from. Um, <laughs> My God. I'm just meaning comics. Yeah. Yes, I know. It's no, but very, it's great. It's Yeah, it's very good. They're, they're all over the place. It's great. Uh, next up, we have Revenger number one by one of my favorite artists, Chuck Forsman. Yeah, so this is... Um, this well by published by Oily, which is Forsman's yeah his his small company press company, yeah. yeah and he has been this is his first like comic book size book like he's yep. just done minis yeah, before and his this first full color thing I yeah I'm yep. pretty sure and it's great so uh, Revenger is about a woman who is like a um a re- re- seeker of revenge for hire like you call one eight hundred revenge and she will come to wherever you are and you know seek revenge on the whoever the person is and it begins with a little bit the sort of like weird existential thing where she's fighting a clown in a <laughs> in a white space several clowns <laughs> several clowns in yeah. a white space and there's you you're given a little bit of background about her where someone was killed right in front of her someone who was dear to her and that's you know all she lives for now is revenge. Yeah, I, I read a review where it's like, is this like the her mental state that she's like, feels like she's fighting clowns? You know, is it just like, or is she really fighting some yeah, killer clowns? Because honestly, it could go either way. <laughs> exactly. She That's could amazing. actually, this could be a flashback to her fighting a bunch of clowns. Exactly, yep. fighting clowns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then she gets- creepy clowns. She gets a call from a guy who suspects that his friend or girlfriend was kidnapped. Yep. And um, he- she goes to Neptune, California, which is where Veronica Mars lives. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I don't know why, but sure. And to to investigate this. It's gone downhill since she went off the air. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a pretty racist place for sure. Yeah, um, that's true. It probably was in Veronica Mars too, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, well, yeah, there was yeah. some class stuff there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really, it's fantastic. The color is really great. It's really awesome to see. Yeah, it's very kind of a um, little bit of like a 80s revenge movie yes. style. Um, and if you need more evidence of that, the back cover is by Benjamin Mara, yep. <laughs> who is known for his kind of 80s style exploitation action. action. Yes, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, super awesome. His art is great. Um, it's very simple, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to explain. It's very powerful in its simplicity. Yeah, no, it's it's for sure. It's fantastic. And I love some of the... You can tell that this is someone who's used to working at a smaller format and yeah. is just kind of having fun having like four panels on a page to play around with. Yeah, and like four huge panels. Yeah, like so he's taking anything. sort of taking his time with like movements in terms of, you know, taking this many panels to show a person climbing through a window or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a very huge difference from doing like mini comics. Yeah. Like, I'm going to tell as much as I can in this small amount of space. So, yeah, it's it's fantastic and I can't wait to see where it goes well i talked to him at the pix comic show last weekend and Mm -hmm. he said issue two might be out this month oh super fast yep that's cool so yeah he seems pretty stoked about doing it too which is exciting that is cool uh that is revenger number one uh next up we have uh space riders number one uh by 
Uh, who's by? I just saw it. Um, Fabian Rango Jr. and Alexis Zerit. Uh, they both created it. Uh, Fabian writes it and Alexis draws it. Um, and this is the most Nick <laughs> book ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this the guy who did Night? What was that? Night. No, Night, Night World Na- or whatever. Night, Night World. World. Yeah. Night no. World. Because it no. looks very like that in terms of like I think color. This came from the same like 70s pulpy yeah. underground. Oh, There's yeah. a little bit Weird, of like yeah, European kind of that sci-fi stuff. Paul Popey sort of influence. Um whereas like heavy lines and uh kinetic action and stuff, but an insane color scheme. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, the color is fantastic. Uh the color is great. Uh much like gem, it's a lot of neon <laughs> neon yep. colors. Um, a lot of pinks, a lot of uh, oranges, um, and that purples. Is where the similarities end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah. much like Gem, it's about a uh, a group of girls, a space captain <laughs> named uh, P- Capitan Peligro, which is translates to Captain Danger. Yep, uh, <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. Uh, and so yeah, it's about him. Uh, he's on a this hu- he's in this huge space battle that goes wrong. Um, he gets stabbed in the eye and he gets relieved of his duty because he's kind of unfit for, for combat. Um, and it cuts to a year later. He's like in uh, basically on Tatooine. Kind yeah, of. but he's been like a drunk for a year. Basically. Yeah, he's in like a space bar. Um, and then people show, show up and they need his help. Um, and so he climbs back into his uh, human skull spaceship. Yeah, you should you should specify <laughs> yeah, d- when he says people. When he says people, it's a oh, yeah. baboon in a spacesuit. Yeah, and a humanoid robot. baboon. Yeah, and uh, his his kind of like uh, it looks like a sex bot robot. But she's uh, kind of she her just, psychiatrist. Does she look like of? a sex bot, or does she just have cone, cone breasts? Because she looks she like isn't really yeah. sexy about her. No, not sexy. Yeah, but she looks like kind of like that. It's like, that kind of stylized. Kind of, yeah, it looks like the robot from Metropolis. Yes, that's um, true. But yeah, uh, so she shows up and she's. They've all got kind of very funny personalities. Um, it's very over the top. The baboon guy is like very religious, and so there's a part where he's praying and, um, yeah. So they're going on this mission, uh, and uh, on their way there, they get attacked by space bikers. Um, like you do yeah and that's kind of where this is going well they end up actually like using a hyperdrive and they don't know what they're doing and they end up near this kind of vortex that warps their minds and they start all start like tripping and well that's my favorite um, scene because it only affects the the like what the humans or the mortals yeah so like the two the captain and the the baboon first mate are like absolutely flipping out and like shooting up the right. ship, and the poor <laughs> robot is like, "What is happening?" <laughs> what are you guys doing? Yeah, um, yeah, and so that's kind of the, this. Uh, it, there's not like a very deep story, but it's super fun. Um, the art is incredible. It's crazy, action packed. Yeah, weirdness on every. And if you like, I would say if you like something like Profit, yep, this would be kind of right up your alley. Yeah, if you like the um, trippier Jack Kirby stuff. If you like uh, 1970s, 80s heavy metal stuff, it's all inspired by that stuff. Yeah, I guess like Revenger 2 is kind of in the similar vein of like this kind of crazy 80s action movie. Yeah, the, the fun pulpy comic. stuff that comics <laughs> used to do. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's very good. I loved it. Um, that was Space Riders number one. Next up, we have UFOlogy number one by James Tinian Fourth. Uh, who writes the woods and Noah J. Yunkel and Matthew Fox? Uh, yeah. Oh, so it was written by Tenning the Fourth and Noah Yunkel, and then illustrated by Matthew Fox. And uh, so this is, um, 
if you have read The Woods, which is Tinian's other boom book, yep. um, it feels very much like that. It's that that the sort of like it's about teenagers who are encountering something like supernatural, otherworldly. Other um, and I I love The Woods, so I loved this book. <laughs> I really uh, liked yeah, lot. yeah, this was really good. So it's about these these kids who it's like sort of th- two three un- sort of loosely connected kids. There's right. this main character who's this girl who. She's a senior in high school and um she she has a she clearly has like an idea for her life and it's right. not, you know, going to college or whatever. She actually like storms into her she finds out that one of her teachers like submitted an application to it was it like Stanford? It was like something yeah. someplace yeah, yeah, Stanford, really good. Yeah, Stanford, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she got in and she and she's angry at him for having submitted this application. She like pushes you know, kicks down a door and is like, Hey, teach, which is great. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Please don't do that. Her name is Becky. Becky, yes. I was like looking for it. Uh but yeah, she's the main character. Well, I don't know. I think her and um the boy, what's his name? I forget. Little Dipper. Is that his name? No, that's what his dad calls him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what I think of him as. They're, they're the two main characters. Yeah. Oh, Malcolm, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, the kid Malcolm who is in the he's in the room in this during this confrontation and is like a freshman or sophomore. He's clearly right. much younger, um, and he is the son of this guy who has this radio show all about like watching the stars and UFOs, and you see a lot of it. Um, a lot of that radio is sort of the overarching narration for the other action. Doesn't really have anything. Yeah, it's to like do that radio it. is playing all the time. Yeah, so. it's a F R E E K. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yep. F R E E K radio, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, and that Malcolm's mother was abducted. Maybe something happened to something her. Something happened to her. Some maybe aliens involving the stars. Yeah. So you've got these. Kids who are but also sort of clearly the dad's really weird, so who knows? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so and that's it's the sweet. They've been through some stuff, <laughs> and that's actually one of the things I really loved about it was that this kid is not immune to like the things that people are saying about him and his dad. But yeah. he goes home and he's totally there for his dad and his weird radio show, and he goes out and sits on the roof, you know, in a chair under a blanket to watch the stars. But something happens. Something. uh what is it something fall from the sky yeah yeah. uh well they see like this kind of beam of some sort falling to earth yes Um, and and they go and the girl goes to investigate and so does the boy and she's with this like random kid who worked up the nerve to ask her out and so they're just out out at this weird house where this beam hits and there's a weird dude there yeah something crazy happens crazy happens Um, and uh it leads to kind of a confrontation between the two characters um and then at the end, there's a little hint about of the bigger well, universe. Yeah, the larger universe. Kind of uh, maybe what happened to the boy's mom. But yeah, uh, I like this a lot. <clears throat> the art's very good. The art's um, fantastic. There's some cool layouts where there's one where um, it's like kind of a cutout of a house. Uh, so you see like this boy moving throughout the house and climbing onto the roof. And um, I don't know. It's very well done. And it's very cute. And only problem, a slight problem I had at the beginning with the art was... Uh, I I didn't I couldn't tell like well so you're you're following the girl and then it cuts to the boy but yeah, I thought it, I thought it was so still much the girl. like her with yeah, shorter yeah. hair yeah. yeah that was they look a very similar jarring. and I had to go back and I was like oh that's a different character yeah her yeah. skin is a little darker um but that's but you can't tell until they're next to each other yeah and they're not like you know neither of them is like super sexualized so they no. look very much like kind of young teen you know like 
uh, they're both wearing like loose t-shirts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, uh, is that her? Or is that somebody else? And then, yeah, it, that was the only problem I had. But otherwise, I loved it. Uh, I liked the story a lot. and uh, I love the yeah. way, uh, since now this is the second thing by Tinian writing teens that I have read, I love the way he writes teenagers and the way that, you know, there's this whole other world you know, that's happening around them that adults just can't access and the sort of like things that they're keeping to themselves and carrying that, you know, it's one of those things where you grow up and you're like, that's so dumb. Why did I make such a huge (laughs) deal out of that? But still that at the time, that's your world. That's everything. So I, he's so good at just like hitting, hitting those notes that are just so real. Yeah. So if you like the woods, you will love this as well. Um, or any other, like we said, those yeah. cool kind of like teen I mean, Yeah, it's a very good teen, cool yeah. books. teen comedy. Uh, With teen comedy. A, yeah. Teen uh, comic. Um, and a crazy twist at the end. Yeah, that's very fun. Uh, Ufology, number one. Next up, we have The Uncanny Inhumans, number one. So, is this the first superhero thing on this list? It's the only superhero thing it on is. this list. Wow. Um, crazy. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that might be. Are we doing all the convergence number ones next time? Maybe. Please no. Please we no. should do some we'll of do, them. We'll I don't do, know. We'll do some I don't of the good ones. We'll Tune in for five hours of <laughs> well, us ranting we'll read, about We'll read them all and we'll talk about the ones we like. The cool yes. ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because uh, we There'll be a lot. There's going to be a couple. We cool won't ones, talk right? about the convergent stuff we didn't like, like number zero. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is another number zero, Uncanny Inhumans number zero by Charles Soule and Steve McNiven. Uh, Steve McNiven uh, is the real draw here. No, Charles Soule is also awesome. He's been doing She-Hulk um, and Inhuman. Well, this is the team that did the Death of Wolverine. Yeah, and yeah, I was just which the, was fantastic. Yeah, that's the next thing I was gonna say. Like, yeah, they both recently worked on Death of Wolverine, um, which Steve? I thought kind of the best thing from both of them. Maybe I don't know. Steve McNiven did do Old Man Logan, which is which Steve is McNiven great. is just good at his job. Yep. He's, <laughs> very <good. laughs> he's very good. He's very good. I I don't know how long he'll be on this book. I'm not sure if he's. He's on, is he on the rest of the series? But this issue was amazing. But anyway, this issue was very, very good. Um, so you get, uh, I don't know. I, I, the one thing I don't know is if people who don't follow Marvel stuff will know what's going on. Yeah, and there's um, stuff in it that, yeah, that comes from Inhuman. So if you've been reading Inhuman, it makes perfect sense. But I but don't know whether for me it was awesome. Uh, yeah. So we start off with. Uh, this is the thing that you need to know. Like, the ter- Terrigen mist is spreading across the Earth. People are uh, turning into inhumans by going into cocoons whenever they hit the, the mist hits them. Um, basically, latent inhumans are activated. Um, and Black Bolt is going around trying to save some of them. Um, and that's how it starts. And it gets really crazy. You see some of the dynamics between um, him and Medusa. They're kind of on the outs. Um, and he's on his own. But he has... Kind of uh, this thing on his hand, which is like a beacon from. Oh, this, that's why it's like so complicated because it's from New Avengers, um, <laughs> where they have this thing where let let lets them know that like an incursion is about to occur. Well, I love the way they phrase it though, is because he holds up his hand and this thing is blinking, and Medusa's like, "As I recall, that means the apocalypse is coming." Yep. Like, yeah. how many times has this happened? Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> like that they're prepared for it. They're like, "Oh, the the, the apocalypse blinker is yeah. on right. again." Right. <laughs> and so the basic basic thrust of the story is Black Bolt knows that the world is about to end and he wants to find his son um, because he's missing. 
Um, well, did they like when the Terrigen Mist happened, or when, when I get what, what was the big event? Infin- the, in, during Infinity, Infinity, he like sent they sent him through the like sentient mirror door place. Yeah, he's got. There's a portal who's like a sentient portal. But is that like the the shittiest thing? You go through the Terrigen Mist, and on the other side yep. of it, you are a door. Yeah, you're yep. a door. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're um, a thinking door. According to the original, <laughs> yeah. according to the original um, stuff, I think Lockjaw was a human as well. Oh really? Yeah, but turned I mean, into he, a giant dog. He came out pretty <laughs> well. Teleports people. Come on. Uh, but they treat him like a dog. Oh, uh, anyway, yeah, I wouldn't want to like be throw a frisbees dog. with him and stuff. Yeah, yeah but he's into it. It's a human being. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Come on, um, Nick. Haven't you ever chased a frisbee? Uh, true. true. <laughs> we, we should have brought that up as a, a good example of an animal perspective in a human universe. So well, a, we haven't ever seen through his perspective. So there's uh, so Black Bolt goes to the portal to find his son, and the portal sends him to where he's supposed to be, um, and immediately he's shot by an arrow. And you see kind of all these different soldiers from time different time periods attacking him and he you know he whispers goodbye and they all just explode because his power is to uh his voice is so powerful that you know he can destroy things um and you find out that he's where his son is is uh the fortress of Kang the conqueror Kang the conqueror and that's why there's all these different uh soldiers from different time periods um and they're in Tunguska Siberia in nineteen oh eight. Which is, is where his fortress is at the moment. When something uh, big explodes, I believe it's around that place in time. <laughs> Always. Uh, yeah. And so this is weird, a weird thing. So number zero uh, takes place before Secret Wars. And number one comes out after Secret Wars. Oh, And weird. this book seems to lead into Secret Wars a little bit. Yeah. We're talking about the world about to end. And Kang is like, the time, scre- the time stream is screwed. We're all going to die. <laughs> um, yeah. He's like, I don't even I don't know what to do. Um and so Black Bolt kind of is there to um, well, his son is save really, his son. Yeah, he's really yeah. mad at him because his son it's is been very a mad very at long yeah. time since yeah. he sent him through this Yeah, door his son to is, is mad at him because he didn't come look for him earlier. Um, but yeah, and then there's a little bit of a twist back Black Bolt between Black Bolt and his son. Um, yeah, and then it's kind of on a cliffhanger, uh, which I guess will be leading into Secret Wars. And Maybe. I'd, yeah, because it seems like any humans number one will be a kind of a different thing. Yeah. Um, they announced some of that team earlier this week. I guess that we should talk about that on the news because it was that and all new X Men, all new, all different X Men. <laughs> so all, yeah, oh, Avengers, the Inhumans right? team, all new, all different Avengers. Yeah, Avengers. What did I say? X Men. You said yeah. X Men. Um, but yeah, the Inhumans team is like, uh, you know, uh, Medusa and some of the other Inhumans. But then like Human Torch is there. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, this was very good. It was and, cool. I want to talk it, about it, it is Marvel nerdy, but all it's new, cool. All new uh, Avengers or whatever. But yeah. So we didn't talk about the news, but I just remembered it now. Um, they announced kind of the team for all new, all different Avengers, which and will be the number one will come out during pre-comic book day. Yeah. And it's a great team. It's a fantastic team. Um, it's all kind of the legacy characters, right? So it's uh, Falcon, Captain America. It's um, new the Thor. female Thor. It's, it's you know Miss Marvel like the u- new younger Miss Marvel. It's and Miles, Miles Morales, Morales like yes, the very different Spider Man. Um, and then there's an Iron Man. You're not sure who it is. It could be Pepper Potts. I don't know. Um, and then Vision, who's kind of always a legacy because he's just kind of downloaded into a new body all the yeah. time. Um, but yeah, that seems like a very exciting team. I'm very it's, excited. About it's that. a yeah, it's a group that we've never seen together. It's That's a bunch true. of it's, you know, it's an unknown dynamic in a fun way. We've got two teenagers on the team, which is kind of rad. And it gives me hope that uh, with, with this and that, uh, with Uncanny Inhumans and that, I, I have more hope that 
the Marvel Universe won't be that changed. It may just be newer characters stepping up rather than yeah, racing stuff. Like or... it'll be, yeah, like they'll keep the history. Oh yeah, yeah no, I Marvel will be there because people are a lot of people are concerned that they're going to erase all of history. I don't think that it. was ever. Yeah, I think it's more of kind of a mashup, and a lot of the characters will still be around. So we'll see. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. 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 Um, is that it? Oh no, we have one more thing. We got two more. Oh, two more things. One of them, yeah, one of them is a bigger thing. Uh, first up, next up, I don't know, whatever. Well, yeah, Witch Light One and Two by Jesse Zabarski. Where'd you get these, Jared? I picked these up at Pix. Um, she is from Ohio, Chicago, Midwesty area. Where Midwest was Pix? Where was this? Uh, Pittsburgh. It's a oh, Pittsburgh okay. independent comic Makes show. Makes sense, Pitts. Yep. Ah. Uh, but yeah, so Witch Light is a six issue series. Uh, she's put out two issues of it so far. Uh, it's a very, I described it as kind of a Miyazaki esque fantasy world. Uh, there's two main characters, uh, Sanja, who's a kind of warrior girl who's, you know, kind of trying to do things on her own, although her, uh, her brothers are definitely not, and her dad are kind of like not really. She's a witch, right? Like sort of. No, no. Like a, this, no is, this is Sanja. Oh, is that the Sanja's the, yeah. the little fighter? Yep. And then there's uh, Lelek, who is a witch girl. Uh, she's the witch. Who right. runs around with a candle, a lit candle always floating above her head is kind of a sign that she's a witch and demonstrating her magical power, which I thought was a very nice touch. And she's a con woman. Yep. And they run into each other. And of course, uh, Lelek takes advantage of everything. Uh, but then quickly realizes that Sanja actually does know how to fight with a sword really well and basically beats Lelek up. Uh, and they kind of get stuck together. Uh, well, she she kidnaps her, and it was like, yeah, teach me how to fight. Of her. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and you realize that Lalek finally, you know, opens up a little bit and admits that she's lost a lot of her magical power and is using mm-hmm. a magic potion instead of her actual witch abilities. And there's some flashbacks to like some tyrannic stuff from her before, and that her half of her power has been hidden in the world, and she's always trying to find it. But she does want to learn how to fight with a sword because as a con. Woman, she is definitely uh, getting run out of town a lot and getting beat up quite a bit. That's cool. It's like a nice kind of like a buddy comedy sort of sort action of, yeah. comedy um, drama. It's a little bit of everything, but uh, I like the two characters are very. Um, and, uh, I don't know what to say, how to say it. They're, they're kind of endearing. Yeah. yeah, they're very endearing. Yeah, and I like little touches like um, so. Uh, the one character has been wandering around in the desert a lot, so she's got very hairy legs. Yeah, I, I thought love that, was, that. I thought that was a good touch because yeah. I was like, you don't really see that a lot. Where like, like women are wandering in the desert, but they're all like shaved legs. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, no, you would be like, or like, anything, you know, pretty like, grungy. Also, and, yeah, you'd you have know, hairy legs. And, there's, yeah. there probably aren't razors in this time and place. Yeah, also so true. especially, well, I mean, yeah, especially not in the desert. No, <laughs> I loved how. Um, I love the body shapes in it. Yeah, that the two main characters look very, very different. Oh, yeah. Um, but they're both. I mean, very real looking. And it was especially, was it Sanja? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a fighter chick. She looks very squat. Yeah. She looks like she She, could mess you up with a sword. Yeah. Well, she's very Miyazaki-esque. She's got this kind of, she's got the like round eyebrows and the kind of the round round face. face. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. She's a lot smaller than anybody else. Oh yeah. She's (laughs) definitely a short character. So no, I mean, I, I loved it. I love the design. I love the art. Um, the fight stuff is really good too. That can be really tough to do, and it, I never had a problem like following what was happening. Yeah, where the you action know, scenes when yeah. a sword flew through the air, it wasn't like where did that come from, which can be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> and another thing Jesse does that we always talk about is the kind of world building that you know either too much yeah. information gets dumped up first, or like people explain it in a really weird way. It's like come with me to the fortress of where you're like no, right. you're just like yeah. let's go to town. This is where. 
we study the legends yeah. of yeah. our people. <laughs> You're like, what? No, yeah, so there's very nice little elements of slowly slipping bits in and building out. Yeah, just telling Especially you. like how witches work. And, and it's kind of fresh and interesting. There's yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It doesn't feel like anything else, and it's good. But yeah, so six issues. We'll get the rest of them in as soon as she keeps drawing them. Awesome. And then finally, uh, we have something we've been wanting to talk about for a while. <laughs> I feel like it came out like three months ago. Yeah. I think it was at right, this point. right at the, right the end of the year. No, it was like the beginning no, of the, the year. No, it was the beginning of the year. Yeah, it was definitely this year. Um, And this is Sam Zabel and the Magic Pen by Dylan Horrocks. Whose last book was Hicksville, which was uh, in the uh, 90s? 20 years ago. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, maybe. Um, it was definitely mid 90s. So, wow. And uh, one of Jared's favorite books of all time, right? It's one of my favorite graphic novels. It's um, so good. And I will say this is pretty amazing. It's pretty great. It's very, very, very good. Um, it uses a lot of themes of Hicksville, but assuming, yeah, assuming a, it, you haven't read it, I'm going to read Hicksville and then. Actually, we'll I was just wondering if on. this was tied to Hicksville. Is the possibly is the the um superhero character the same one that's in Hicksville? I think the one in Hicksville is Lady Knight. I don't Lady remember Knight. what the one in this one is. Isn't, she, isn't this Lady Knight? It might be. I think Lady. she is. Yeah. Oh boy, maybe it is the same then. Yeah. But yeah, she's um, not, I mean, she's not a huge like. No, I was she just, personally is not a yeah, huge part of it. Yeah, but no, that's like, how she is in Hicksville. She's like a supporting like this is a comic book that everyone reads and is right. terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's Lady Knight. Oh man, um, maybe it so is. Yeah. I have to read Hicksville again. Yeah, I was, this might have some more ties to Hicksville. It's also like yeah, uh, New Zealand um, yep. comic writers. So yeah, basically this is about a character named Sam Zabel, who is kind of, um, which is a thin kind of disguise for Dylan Horrocks himself, it seems. Much like in um, Hicksville. Which he also, <laughs> yeah, which he also says at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's... You know he's had trouble writing for years. Which he's I, kind of a car- again, seems he's like, like really yeah. He's like a cartoonist who's burning out basically. Who's gone from yeah. creative to kind of a hack. He's doing these like kind of sleazy lady night comics, um, and he he's he, but he's also doing these autobiographical comics, and he's kind of well, he's in theory doing them, but he has wanting to but do really them. producing <laughs> them. But he's yeah, he's stuck in like a kind of place where he can't, he just has writer's block, and he just can't. He just feels dis- dis- disassociated with everything in his life, like his fa- his wife and his kids, and he just can't get his get, get can't get anything together. Um, and then something crazy happens. Well, he's in, um, he's invited to like speak at a a college, yeah, right? Yeah, he speaks at a college, and he meets um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Alice, who is this kind of uh web comics. Uh, cartoonist She's and straight out of Tumblr, like yeah, yeah, yeah. totally is. Like at yeah. one point, she hands him, you know, she she hands him like her her website basically, yep. yeah. and he scrolls down and he's like, what "These two are kissing." Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like it's like a lot of fan fiction with like Harry Potter and like which Doctor I loved. I, yeah, I loved that. I mean, it, um, honestly, when I hit that point of it, I was kind of prepared to be upset about it because yeah, right. it's so easy. It's such low hanging fruit in right. terms of particularly someone who's so established as a but as a creator. It's done very well, but he de- he fun. deals with it so well. And she's super um, into like kind of the stuff, the things behind comics and how they influence society and um, all the ideologies and gender she's politics and definitely stuff like a that. college student. Yeah, um, <laughs> but she's uh, she's also like such a generational divide yes. on both like the creative process and what comics can be. Right. Yeah. Because he's coming at from this like, I have to have my work of passion and now I'm doing this work for the big companies and she's just like, no, I just do it because it's awesome and I love it and I like using these characters and making comics and yeah. And then she introduces him to these kind of weird underground comics um, 
uh, called King of Mars and Queen of Venus, right? Yep. Um, and he's he's reading the first one and he sneezes into it, and it's he magically gets transported into the world of the comic. Which so King of Mars is basically a knockoff John Carter type, you know. Right. A fantastic Martian planet full of, you know, big monsters and beautiful women and swashbuckling adventure. Yeah, and so once he gets there, um, he meets uh, this uh, young Asian girl. Who, with, with a jetpack. With a, with a jet, jet boots. boots. Yeah. Um, and oh, what was her name again? Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot her name. There's so many characters in this. Um, yeah, there's a lot of characters in this. Um, but, yeah, so she's... She kind of helps him get around in this new world of Mars, uh, and he meets you know the the Martians, and they think he's their creator, basically. The yeah, she kind of throws him under a bus. She, yeah. she finds out she finds out that he's a a, a, a comic comics writer, yeah. and she's like, "Oh no, I've got some people who are going to love to meet you." Yep, and, and so she's she like, like, "Sam's a cartoonist." Yeah, she, and her so name she, is Mickey, by the way. Yes, Mickey. Mickey. And so they immediately worship him, and he's like, "What is happening?" Yeah, and and they, he's got this harem of women. Yeah, they want to they give him a crown. Sleep with him. Yeah, they they send him to his harem, and he's like, "This might be a fantasy, so maybe I should do <laughs> all this stuff." But then he's like, "No." I don't know what's happening, but I don't want to do this. And he, he sends all the women away, and they're all very sad because they want to um, be with him. And that's all they've been waiting for for 60 years. Yeah, there's a lot about the ethics of fantasy in yeah. this. Which that's is what the whole really, thing is yeah, about. Which yeah, which is really, really fantastic. Yeah, yeah, The thing they eventually get to is that there is a magic pen. Yeah, there's a magic pen um, that this comic was written by, and it's been around for since the beginning of time, maybe. Um, and everything that... Uh, is written with it people can get transported into those fantasies um and yeah and that leads them on this crazy adventure to kind of they're like jumping in and out of different all comic the things books that have been made yeah. and like going through different, jumping out and like, of different comic books and not just and comic books they're going into like political cartoons yep. yeah. and and so it's all stuff throughout history and exploring different facets of of like the fantasies and uh what they can mean to different people and how they can hurt people and uh, yeah, like you know, maybe what they, you're responsible for, and like, yeah, yeah, like you said, the ethics of it. Yeah, yeah. like maybe yeah. they really, yeah, maybe they matter more than just like people like kind of dismiss them as like uh, this not is just so escapist or just yeah, like, like there's more to stuff than that. Um, and yeah, and at the same time, it's like just straight up adventure. Like it's almost like a adult Tintin, yeah, kind of. a bit, yeah. Um, and the yeah, art is very really similar. Tintin, um, there's yeah. even some Tintin quotes in here, and yeah. yep. he's reading it to his daughter at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, it's very fun. They jump through worlds. They they go to like a pirate world. They go to like um, like a early. Oh, they're they're like in a wind of the willows yeah, kind like, of situation. Yeah, yeah, there, they, yeah. they meet some anthropomorphic animals. But um, yeah, it's it ends on this really really beautiful note that is incredibly timely in terms of like a lot of the issues that are happening with right. um yeah. with with gender and with generational yeah. sort of divide, especially in, in comics in yeah. comics right <laughs> yeah. now. Um. And I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away because it was an incredibly just really. I said it. I'll say it again. Lovely conclusion to yeah. come to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend this book. It yeah, was it's, fantastic. there's yeah. like that. The one chapter, chapter thirteen, is like the wordless and so. Uh, I don't know. It's so yeah. incredible. <laughs> it's like very t- moving. Um, I don't know. It's great. Yeah. So th- this was a long time coming, but totally worth the wait. Yeah. There's a lot of twists and turns um, involving all their different pasts. Uh, but it's not it's not too much that never no. never hits you with no. with too much that you need to know. But yeah, it's very, lots very, of layers, lots of themes. It's lots always of fun ideas. though. At the same yeah. time, without like, there's a lot of ideas and there's a lot of um, you know, uh, kind of 
talk about like comics and stuff in gender and but at the same time it's a very straightforward very fun adventure yeah uh, so yeah it's very good pick it up it's sam's able one of the best things i've read highest time. recommendation i say yes very good uh so now we're going to talk about some kind of other trades various things that came out in the last few weeks that we all really liked that maybe uh people aren't on to well, it's also that we often cover the first issue of something, and this is kind of a nice way to touch back and be like, this series continued to be great, and yeah. now there's a collection out, because we know a lot of people right. only read it in collections now, or mm-hmm. the trade paperbacks or whatever. So, And most of these are like 10 bucks, so yep. it's really, often yeah. Cheap. Yeah, yeah uh, here so is, here's just about. a short list of stuff that has come out in the last few weeks that we really love. Let's talk about all of them. What are we talking about? Birthright? Yeah, go for it, Nick. Uh, Birthright is super awesome. It's so uh, good. <laughs> it's, it's about a boy who goes to a magical world through a portal, and uh, in the real world, his dad gets accused of killing him because he's disappeared. Goes back up a few years later, and he's basically Conan. Um, yep, he totally and, grew up in the fantasy world as an awesome warrior. Because time passed by differently there, and nobody believes that it's him except his dad and his brother. And uh, they go on a quest to kill a bunch of wizards. Um, it's super in awesome. In the real world, which yeah. is There's lots a lot- of weird worlds colliding yeah. sort of stuff and there's lots of twists and turns um and super crazy action and very fun there's a you know breakout of a from a police station involving like a flaming <laughs> sword yep uh and yeah and a lot of cool uh kind of family stuff and then some that. really good reveals as it will have like flashbacks right. to when he's a kid and trying to learn to survive in the fantasy world so you right. kind of figure out what happened to him when he was gone for so long uh, so good, really awesome fantasy action adventure stuff with like really clever writing behind yeah, it. Yeah, very good family. Like some dynamics. really good new ideas. Yeah. And uh, what else we got? Copperhead. Copperhead. Oh man, take it away, Kelly. Yeah. Copperhead? So Copperhead, <laughs> if you have come into the Vienna store in the last a <laughs> uh, couple months, I have probably talked to you about Copperhead. <laughs> I love this book. It's great. Um. So my like favorite genre in comics is western with a twist, and it's a really good time to like that because yep. there are lots of them. And this is, um, I think, one of the best examples. It's a sci-fi western. It's about a um, a woman who comes to this this new planet, basically, and she's a brand new sheriff in this town. And she's human, but it's like just after a war has been fought right. between humans and non-humans and androids. And there's some dangerous natives. Yeah, and right. so and she was promoted. I mean, she was chosen for this role over the existing deputy who's not a human. Right. This big furry dude named mm. Boo. He's like a giant sloth. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> is. Um so he's, you know, not happy about that. And she arrives and she's got she's a single mom and she's got her kid and basically is just like, "Can you babysit for me?" And he's like, "No." And she seems <laughs> to be on the run from something in yeah, the past. Yeah. She's she was part of the military. You kind of get the feeling, yeah. but they don't really go into it so much and nobody goes to this backwater town unless they're running from something yeah yeah but right off the bat there's like a, a whole family is murdered and yeah. so she's like plunged into this completely unfamiliar society trying to get people to trust her and also solve this murder and there's like a boss hog type character yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> who runs kind of everything so this is by uh jay faber and scott godlewski and the art is great the writing's good it's just it's fantastic it's, it's ten dollars you should pick yep. it up uh if you like brave star Oh uh, yeah, the '80s cartoon about Going the back. Uh, police officer in a Wild West future town. I need, it's kind of like that. I was gonna I say, think I gotta go back and watch that. Yeah, <laughs> probably he, predates me. I think yeah. he has like uh, he's Native American and he's the sheriff, and that and that he has like uh, powers of like uh, animals and stuff. That sounds. But amazing. he also has like a similar like sidekick uh, who is also his horse, 
It's like his horse, but he like he can also stand upright and he has four arms. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm learning so many things uh, tonight. Yeah, <laughs> you should definitely you should definitely watch Brave Star if you like yep. Copperhead. It's it's I was that that's the way I explained it to people who knew what Brave Star was. It's yeah, like, have you watched Brave Star? It's like that, but like much more awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because Brave Star is kind of terrible, but it's also great. It's eighties um, terrible. Yeah. yeah. What else we got? We got Dark Ages came out this week. Uh, so Dark Ages is basically kind of. Or, Last week, this week. Yeah. No, it was this week. It was Whatever, week. recent. Uh, kind of medieval, uh, you know, historically researched, well, you know, action adventure stuff. Cross with Lovecraft. So you've got like crazy monks and conspiracies and demons and possibly aliens from another world and yeah. lots of violence and uh, possessions and crazy stuff. It's awesome. It's very good. It's kind of like these, uh, I don't know, like bandit type guys get stranded in this monastery and aliens show up. It's yep. one of those books that doesn't tell you anything that the characters on the page yes. are, don't know and yeah, so you're so figuring like, out this like crazy on? crazy book yeah. as these people are and these people who are you know like medieval warriors yeah. so like they have They're no like all freaking concept out all the time. for this stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah it's very very good it's awesome um, what else we got we got fade out which is awesome i think we all like that i don't know yep well i don't know i love it i love it it's um so but it's very if you it's the it's noir, Ed Baker and Sean Phillips. So <laughs> yeah. if you read anything by them, it's like that. Um, it's noir in, uh, but it's set uh, in the uh, 50s, Hollywood of, Hollywood of the fifties. Yeah, yeah, where yeah, there's a lot of the McCarthy era. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of blacklisting. Of, one of the characters is a blacklisted guy, and well, the main character is a writer, but he's kind of ghostwriting for this blacklisted writer. Yeah, um, and they're working together, and uh, they get wrapped up in a murder. Um, a murder and a cover-up, which is worse than the murder, really. Yeah, but the yeah. cover-up is cool because it involves, like, kind of the seedy side of Hollywood in yep. the 50s. And all that creepy corporate studio stuff. That's very cool. I like it a lot. Uh, what else we got? Also, we got... this week was Lumberjanes. Of course. Finally. Finally, finally Lumberjanes Volume 1. Um, uh Obviously, we love this book a whole lot. It's been well worth waiting for. It's a it's a lovely trade. The one bad thing I, I have to say about it is that the... The mix CDs aren't in it. Oh, really? You have to have gotten the issues. Yeah, they're online. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I is, put uh, them there. <laughs> there you go. This is by Noel Stevenson, Grace Ellis, and our good friend Brooke Allen. Brooke Allen. Um, yeah. Yep. Team Supreme. Actually, actually, the only thing I was disappointed in is that is this is only issue one through four. It is. Yep. But should have been one through eight. It should have honestly, but that's that's, that's, that's kind of how Boom runs. What, they do yeah, how Boom trades. is doing things, yeah. Like Midas. It's fine. It would have been fi- more fine if this was out a little earlier. Yeah, oh, yeah that, that's that's the biggest thing. But I will say that where they chose to like end it, like at the end of issue four, is a nice cliffhanger. Yeah, it's like, like it, the it, midpoint it, of the story. It so works it's, very it's good, well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but hopefully, if, yeah, volume two will be out sooner than this was. <laughs> you got so. a young girl that wants to read some comics that she can relate to. This is probably one. Uh, she can relate to these one of these characters. <laughs> they're all kind of distinct personalities, um, and they're very well fleshed out. And they're very fun. It's very. Plus light and yeah. kind of it's um, funny action adventure, yeah. crazy mysteries, you monsters. Also, don't need to be a girl to appreciate this. No, she that's can be not. A yeah, I mean, I, I read person. it. <laughs> yeah, I read it. Uh, <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah, there's not like I guess now there is, but you know, if you if you're looking for something um, that girls can relate to, this is one of the newer things. There's a lot now. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. It's when, it's, when it started, I feel like it was kind of one of the only yeah big things that was out. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, that's speaking uh, of James. big things. Yeah, so this is the <laughs> exception to our trade rule. Um, this is uh, if uh, Sex Criminals has had two trades come out, and then they just put out this big hardcover collection, collecting both of those, and it is appropriately called Big Hard Sex Criminals. Um, it's a giant pink book with gild- gold 
lettering. It's amazing. It's ridiculously done. It's um, nice. So yeah, it's just the reason that I wanted to talk about it is that um, it's got incredibly comprehensive like amount of stuff in it. Right. Um, usually with these hardcover trade, these hardcover collections, you get like all the different covers and things. This kind of goes even further. It includes some of the the sex advice stuff that you get in just the tips, but there's this whole section of just like all of the background details that Chip Zdarsky puts into the panels, which is, nice. I mean, if you have read anything by him, every yeah. single panel is full. Like nothing is a throwaway. Everything has, even if it's just the most ridiculous thing, like he, he puts a scene in a bookstore and <laughs> like there was a whole section that was, was like wicked in the divine fan fiction. Right, right. <laughs> like, yep. It's stuff like that. It's, yeah. And uh, if, if you never read sex criminals at all, oh, uh, yeah. it's a really good way to get caught up and it's, a very good comic. It's um, I don't. I never know how quite how to describe it. But I usually, it's a little bit of comedy, a little bit. It's mostly a relationship comic mixed with a little bit of comedy, sci-fi. Bit of sci-fi. Yeah. Because, very funny. Uh, yeah. The main characters can stop time when they have sex, and uh, they decide to rob a bank. But yeah. yeah, that's how it starts. It gets crazier. Uh, it's very funny. Very good relationship kind of. Yeah, and some of the best character studies in comics. Oh it's yeah, really well developed. Some of characters. the best. Um, we talked about this the best of the year podcast, but I love the stuff that they're doing with like looking at mental health. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Very good. And um, it's $40, which is no, really? a really great price for, it's a nice for that yeah. quality of yeah. hardcover. All right. And uh, I think that is everything. Yeah. Woo! We did it, guys. We did it. Yeah. Finally. There was a lot of stuff to talk about. But yeah. We, so uh, get in touch for next time if questions, comments. Send us your questions uh, at Big Planet Comic on Twitter and. On Facebook. Or on Tumblr. Or on Tumblr. Or on whatever, whatever. Whatever you want to do. In the store, in person, secret messages. Yeah. Whisper it to sky the writing, wind. Whisper to the wind. Skywriting. <laughs> um, that's it. Uh, All right. We'll see you, see you in a couple weeks. See you.